Welcome to this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm, Season 5, Episode 6? Six. Six? Yep. Question mark? 6. Period. Six. All right. Yep. Episode 6, your deep dive in anything and everything related to Yellow Jacket Athletics with the Big Sound, Matt Johnson. I am John Garver. And before we dive into the uh, the usual sports talk, you know, uh, last week on, on a Tuesday, it was a frigid night of Halloween. Yes, it was. Trick-or-treating um, with a four-year-old who amazingly just never got cold and let's just keep going <laughs> mom and dad are freezing he just wanted to keep going so w- where do you stand on halloween that's my question in for the what, week in what regard where do you stand on it like i, I, I think like it, it i think it's great for kids i like it you know but i loved it when i was a kid i i, I know i dare uh, it, it makes me a stick in the mud i just as an adult i'm not getting dressed up uh, I, i'm not putting that kind of effort into if, it if i am um, I guess it depends. My dad used to uh, with us. Not every year, but every once in a while we could convince him to do it. Um, I guess it depends on really your individual taste and preference. Um, Would I do it if I was out trick-or-treating? If I was taking the kid out or the kids out for trick-or-treating? I would definitely consider it. Mm Mm-hmm. Just make it kind of family affair, right? And sure. kind of make sure the kids are having a good time too. Just like look, look at dad. Dad's all dressed up. Um, but I mean, there's arguments to be had for not doing that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I my brother-in-law, I can tell you this with Nick, he didn't get dressed up. Right. My sister did not get dressed up. Yep. Um, we didn't either. Yeah. So I mean, it just depends. I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that question. <coughs> um, speaking as the holiday as as a whole, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's great for the kids. Fantastic. No, I, I yeah, I don't just, have a problem with yeah. it for the kids. Yeah, you know. Just, but as 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 adults, as I've I mean, gotten older, it's like I just I one of the things you 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 find out as you get older is that Halloween. See, when you're a kid, you think it's just for the kids, right? right? Like that's what you find out that adults are, are dressing up and going out to Halloween parties and stuff weekend before, especially this year because it was during a weekday. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the costumes that I saw wandering around downtown Duluth were pretty inventive. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, as an adult, was I ever tempted if I was going out, like, on Halloween weekend or, or during the Halloween week to get dressed up? No, not really. Okay. Not really. I mean, uh, I did last year, not this not this, this past Halloween, but the, the, the Halloween prior to the liquor store because they, they asked us to. So I did, and I went as an athletic coach. Oh. So I was very, very straightforward. Yeah. And we all went. I mean everything. So you basically wore what you always wear. You just put a whistle yeah. On. I just put a yeah. I, I put a yeah. I put a whistle on. I had a I had a you know, um, I had a pencil behind my ear. I had a clipboard. Oh, Mike Tice. Yeah. All right. I did the whole thing. Selling I did some the whole... Super Bowl tickets too. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> not not quite. Um, but um, yeah. I mean, I did it last year, and we had to take a group photo and all this kind of stuff. But overall, no, I'm not somebody who's going to get dressed up. I mean, this year I got invited to a couple of Halloween parties. Uh, I had to work. Uh, the Saturday beforehand, and I was pretty tired. And then, um, then I had a, I had two Halloween shindigs to go to that night. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "Okay, well, go." So um, I didn't dress up for either one of them because I literally, as soon as I got done at the liquor store, I literally went straight to the parties. Mm-hmm. So my costume was literally my, I was in my cash wise, like work clothes. So I went as a disgruntled <laughs> cash wise <laughs> liquor worker, <laughs> liquor clerk. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I mean, but like, do, do I have a problem though? Other people dress. I like how you no. put the word disgruntled in there. Yeah, I'm a disgruntled, I'm a disgruntled employee. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of just sat there and you know, I need a drink now or whatever. <laughs> but um, it was, you know, it was, 
you know, I, I don't begrudge people that want to, though. Right. Like, they, they can do it. That's fine. It's just really not my bag, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I think that's where I fall to. Yeah. So that's just kind of yeah. what I was curious about. But at any rate, we, we don't need to <laughs> we, talk about Halloween We digress. We, we yeah, have we digress. weeks until we have to discuss it again. But it, um, big week. It was. Incredibly big week. And uh, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, at a certain point, I got kind of confused because there was so much stuff happening. But there was a lot happening. Yeah, there was a lot happening. Um, of course, the the headline is that you know men's and women's soccer teams back to the NCAA tournament again mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, for the men. It's seven straight UMAC uh, tournament titles, six straight trips to the NCAA. Of course, the Rona. Yeah, the Rona stepped the Rona in. Got in there. Yeah, the Rona got in there for uh, what would have been the seventh. Mm-hmm. And now the women with three in a row. And uh, congratulations to both teams. Absolutely. Um, you Absolutely. Know, there was. There was a bit of a hiccup for the women in the semifinal against Crown, which I think maybe refocused them a little bit. It probably did, but at the same time, I think there was a little bit of... There were a few bounces that didn't go their way. It was just one of those things. Yeah. It was just one of those things. And Crown played a really smart game that day. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, they knew there was only one way that they were going to win that match. Yeah, and they they sold out to defend. Yeah, and they sold out to defend, and... uh, uh, you know, more power to them because mm-hmm. they, they kept it close. Uh, the game against Northwestern was much more open, yep. much more direct. And, uh, you know, UWS gets two goals from Nia Wilson, uh, a goal and two assists from Maya Holmquist. I mean, the beat goes on for those two. Um, and back to the NCAA tournament for them now, 16 wins and counting. Uh, they're taking on UW lacrosse, um, former WIAC conference opponent. Lacrosse is really good. They're top 15 in the country. Yep. Um, so that'll be a good test. And then the man, of course, it's just become kind of a kind of a, a – you know, yearly ritual, yeah, it's what they do. Um, I, I'm not sure that everyone would expected the game-winning goal to come from Carson Cleddy, who has been playing outside back. Yeah, if you pretty rare to have that yeah. on your bingo card. Yeah, but uh, it, it was a really well played ball in uh, by Joel Thomas, and it was served up on a platter mm-hmm. uh, back post. I saw that from the bus. I was yeah. watching on the bus. Yeah, I mean, it was it was there was it was really well played. It was it wasn't a fluky goal. Right. It was a well deserved goal. Yeah. Um, and for a guy like Carson Cleddy, who like I said, he's been moved around a lot in his Yellow Jacket career. Um, he he started, you know, in, in high school he was a central defender and or an outside defender. He played back line. Uh, he came here and Joe immediately turned him into a midfielder, which was a little bit of a, a change. I mean, it's a, actually it's a big change for a soccer player to go from playing defensively to being now a midfielder. Played at midfield for, you know, two or three years, and they moved him back now to his more comfortable position, which is back. And um, – you know, he, he's had some injury bumps and bruises along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but really nice to see him. He got a goal against Crown uh, – I'm sorry, Northwestern in the uh, semifinal on Wednesday. Yep. And then he, he gets the game winner. He was named UMAC uh, tournament MVP, which was cool, you know, for a guy that, like I said, hasn't scored a lot of goals right. and has been shuffled around a lot. Yep. It was really cool to see him get that goal and, 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 and get that because he, he's a really nice kid too. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice family. Um, and, and Joel Thomas played an outstanding game. He was really good. He was all over the field. Um, you know, I would I would grade out both teams in the in their respective title games as being really really good. Sure, they both played really really well. Um, the women were firmly in control for the most part against Northwestern. Did a really good job of, of slowing down Haley Mersberger, who you know she came in with twenty nine goals on the season and she got I think one shot off the whole game, uh, and it was from thirty yards out. Yeah, it was a, it was along the ground. I mean, it was she she really did not get free at all. Um, and then the men's game, you know, Bethany didn't really create much either. Right. I mean, they tried to press at the end of the game a little bit, um, but for the first about seventy-five minutes, it was it wasn't. I wouldn't want to say it's completely one-way traffic, but UWS did a really good job of keeping them to the outside. Sure. And after they scored the goal, Bethany had a really hard time penetrating the eighteen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, very deserved. Uh, you know, returns to the NCAA tournament for both teams. Absolutely. Yeah. And, so. Uh, 
Yeah, um, you know, and volleyball won two matches. Yeah, they won there too, so they're locked yep. in at number three. Yep, and, and they're they'll... playing in the playoffs tonight. We yep. record this on a Wednesday or uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. So no, they sorry, play tomorrow. Wednesday, sorry. Um, but they play Moore's on the road yep. um, tomorrow, and the same event. That's a two-three matchup. matchup for them. Yeah, that's a tough. One. I mean, that Morse team is good. Yeah, they're tough. Um, you know, they they finished second. I think they've either they they won two 19, losses. Yeah, and they lost both of them were Northwestern. Western. Yeah, who's the number one seed? Obviously, number three in the country. Yeah, number three in the country. Um, and I think they Morse won nineteen or twenty games in the regular season. So yep. they're 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 legit. Um, you know, and then the hockey teams continued on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of tough ones in there, though. It was a tough weekend. It was a tough weekend on the ice, yeah. Yeah, for both the for men both, and the women. Both men and the women. Yeah. Uh, women lost two non-conference games, one to Hamlin, one to Augsburg, and the guys lost to uh, Augsburg, and Augsburg and Concordia. Yep. Um, looked like they had a really good chance of winning the game against Concordia, but then the third period was a rough one. They also had a, a good chance. They, yeah, the night before. Yeah. They had a chance to win both of them. Yeah. Um, you know, just real quick, they're – the trend for them so far is they play two periods, yeah. and they take one off. Yeah. Um, against Saint Scholastica, great opening ten minutes. Next twenty minutes, they really didn't do much. Right. And then the last twenty minutes, they really turned it on. Against Augsburg, first period was fantastic, one of the best we've seen. Second period, they forgot to play. Third period, yeah. they ran out of. They played well and they ran out of time. Right. At Concordia, they remedied the second period problem. Were really good for the first forty minutes, and then forgot to play the third. Yeah. So Coach McKenna's got some work to do that way to try to yeah can't play forty got to play no, sixty to get them yeah. to, to string sixty good minutes together yeah. yeah that's and that's that's kind of the story in college mm-hmm. hockey too you can't play forty you got to play sixty no and, and for, yeah. you know uh, they're a young team there's yeah. a lot of youth there and yeah a lot of newcomers there's this a lot of newcomers a... on that team again um, was so... it eleven or twelve new guys it's something like that isn't I it? think it's thirteen thirteen I think okay. he's at thirteen he's so he, he flipped half his roster yeah and yeah. so. Guys there's, are trying to figure there's going to be growing out. pains there. Yeah, and you the guys know, are coming and, in from all and over. There's going to be some so a learning curve to it. So it, it's it, it's a just like it is in, in other sports. Yep. Jumping from high school to college, it's a big step. Coming from junior to the college level, even at Division three, it's a big step. Right. You know, because yep. these guys are bigger, they're older, they're faster, they're stronger. Yep. So yep. it's it's a big step. It's a transition, and you know they're going to have some growing pains, and we'll see what happens this weekend when they finally get on home ice. Maybe that changes some of it a little right. bit. Right. Yeah, because they got Bethel coming up, I think, for a home game on. Yeah, uh, Bethel Friday and St. Mary's on Saturday. Yep. So it's going to be a couple of home games, and uh, men's basketball opens up this weekend. Yep. They're home for the first time with the Merrill yep. Thompson lacrosse in uh, River Falls. So um, jumping right into it. Yeah, jumping right you, into you know, it. He's I mean, going to have two good opponents. Right yeah. Off the bat. Well, you know, lacrosse is a team that uh, has been in the top twenty a lot the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been a little bit up and down at times, but. Consistent winner, yep. and River Falls is always a tough opponent too. So yep. that'll be good. Uh, and the women also, women's basketball also opens up this weekend. They're yep. uh, on the road. They're going down to Chicago to play a couple games. And actually, the men open Wednesday. Yeah, they're at McAllister. Yeah, they're tomorrow. actually McAllister tomorrow. Yep. So I mean, there's they got three games on the docket this week, and that's gonna be a tough game. That's gonna be an interesting game. Uh, McAllister just played the University of Minnesota. Yeah, I saw that in an exhibition game. They and, got beat by sixty points, but yeah, but they <laughs> had a kid that went out for forty-one points, and uh, his name is Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that UWS is gonna have to check and keep a close eye on. So you think? Yeah, well, against Minnesota, he took 31 shots. Right. So that's a that's. I mean, it's not he super efficient. Took all but, of their shots. Yeah, he basically <laughs> took all their shots in that game. But uh, and, it, and it is an exhibition, so it's a little bit different. But um, yeah, I mean, they're they're going hot and heavy here. Apparently, a McAllister team is supposed to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll we'll see where where we're at after the weekend's over. Men's basketball is picked third in the uh, preseason coaches poll in the UMAC. Women were picked fourth. Yep. About probably where you expect them to be. Yeah. Um, but the men bring back just about everybody. 
from last year, and mm-hmm. the women uh, missed, lost some key contributors. We'll see what they look like. Uh, it's going to be a different-looking squad for Emily Carpenter this year. They're I think gonna, so. They got size. Yeah, they're going to be a lot bigger. They've got a force uh, presence. Now. Yeah, they got a big. They got a six-foot-three uh, freshman that came in, and she's going to make a big. She led the entire state of Wisconsin in rebounding in high school last year. Right. So that's going to be a different look, and we'll, we'll see how that how that plays out. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's uh, we're we're in that crossover season. There's going to be a lot going on. Of course, the men and the women's soccer teams are the headliners. They'll be playing. In the yeah, that's tournament. the that's yeah. the big one, and we'll be you know focusing on for yep. most of the week, and we'll be focusing on during the rest of this episode as yep. we're going to be joined by Yellow Jacket head coach Joe Mooney. So we'll uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back with roundtable segments, and we'll talk some NCAA soccer. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're watching Eye of the Swarm. We're back on the roundtable segment of I Have the Swarm, and this week we are joined by Yellow Jacket men's soccer coach Joe Mooney, who another <laughs> UMAC championship, <laughs> another trip to the NCAA tournament, yeah, blah, 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 Thanks, blah. Guys. But at any rate, congratulations on, on getting yeah. back to the dance. And, uh, you know, kidding aside, it is a big deal, and it is hard work, and it does yep. take a lot to make that, to, to get back to that, you know, so... Six times now, where does this one stack up? I mean, they're all special, right? Uh, and I think you're right. It, it, it was a good reminder to me this week. Uh, you know, so after we won on Saturday, um, you know, I was just kind of like, well, I'll just go throw the trophy in my truck and we'll, we'll just get it there on Monday and just hope I don't break it in the meantime, right? And our assistant coaches, a couple of them are new to the staff this year. And uh, one of them, Gus, I mean, took the trophy home tucked it into bed, <laughs> you know, sent pictures to the staff the next morning of, of him with his daughter with the trophy. And it was just kind of like, you know, my, my first glance at it was kind of like, he's acting like a kid with this thing. And then I thought back to the first time we had won it, and I did the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was really cool to see how special it was uh, to, to members of the staff. And, to, and as a reminder, um, it is hard to win championships. It is hard uh, and it is new for for different members of the team, right? Um, and for different members of the staff, and it should always, I feel like we should we should celebrate it like it's our first one every time, um, even though it, it may not be for me. Uh, there should be that specialness for you know members of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, six in a row. You know, it, it, people start thinking it's routine, and it's just that's just what we do here. Mm-hmm. But it is different. I mean, even for the guys that have been now, this is, you know, a couple of them, this is their fourth trip. You know, it's... it's, well, it's and I'll tell you, Matt, like, yeah. I think the, the last couple, this one included very much so, uh, it felt harder. Um, I think that there are a number of teams in the conference that are making it harder because yeah. of the, the steps that they're taking. Um, you know, I, and I give a lot of credit to, to Bethany Lutheran. Um, you know, they lost Max, Max Bush a couple of years back, two years yep. back, uh, All-American forward. Uh, tremendous, uh, you know, just uh, pain in the butt in our yeah. conference. Uh, terrific player. Um, last year they had uh, uh, I can't Portuguese right. kid. Yeah. Yes, uh, Lima. Thank yep. you. Yeah, uh, Antonio Lima, uh, who was terrific, a freshman player that I mean took the conference by storm. He transferred out. Um, they had two a two time defensive player of the year in Liam Peterson, who uh, did his knee. Actually, yep. at our place was, yeah, the first time around. Yeah. And yeah. we thought it was so innocuous, you know, and, and I, I saw him after the game and just said, hey, hope, you know, hope it's just a little bruise on your knee and, and get right quickly. I mean, he played for a, for a good chunk after that, um, if I remember right. And, um, you know, it, it just seemed so innocuous. And so they, they lost him midseason. Yep. And, I will, and I will say, um, 
it was a really, really tough game. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. And it's credit to their coaching staff for the, the game prep that they put in, their players. I mean, there are a number of players on that side that are an absolute handful to deal with. Um, and I think that there are a number of MIAC teams, uh, other regional teams that they've played this year that would say the same thing. Yeah. In fact, as I was scouting Bethany each time, other MIAC coaches did say the same thing about them, that, they are, that they've got players that are a handful. Um, and so, you know, so, yeah, well – well, yeah, you can you can say that there's consecutive championships and whatever. It's not easy. Yeah. And other teams, I would give a shout out. I mean, obviously, uh, the work that that Greg Gilmore and, and you and I know Greg pretty yep. well. Yep. Um, you know, the work that he has done with Northland is. Yeah, he's he'll done. be watching this. Oh yeah, he uh, will be. He asked me specifically. He's <laughs> like, let me know when Mooney's on. He, he actually texted yeah. me. He emailed about this. Nick and, and yeah. said, you know, I'm glad it's on video now. So yeah. he'll, yeah. Be, he'll be watching. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm sure. Hi, Greg, when you tune in, man, enjoy. <laughs> right, yeah. I uh, I mean, I think when you when you think about like the the work that he's put in at with that squad, I mean, his first year here, they came and we beat them twelve to one at our place. And um, you know, to to look at them now, completely I mean it's a different team. It, completely different team now. Yeah. That that uh, game against them uh, in the last week of the regular season was an absolute nail biter. That was a dogfight. Um, yeah, and a meat grinder, if you will. A meat yeah. grinder. Yeah, that was well played. You're welcome. Well yeah. played. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it just uh, you know. So you look at those squads: Northwestern, Crown. Like there isn't in that top, you know, four, five, six teams. There just isn't a cupcake in there. And so, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. You yeah. know, and I, I give our guys a lot of credit for the work they put in um, and. You know, obviously, last year the national tournament left a pretty sour taste in our mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, for our guys to to really, my fear was always going to be they're going to look ahead to the national tournament, and it's like you got to you got to earn that spot first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the national tournament wasn't on our schedule until we earned it. Right. Right. So, um, I give our guys a lot of credit for staying in. And that's the hard part, right? Because when you know that you've been there every year for the last more than half a decade now. You're just like oh, it's just yeah, it's, it's just, just what we do. It's just what we do here. Yeah, it's, yeah, we, it's not a Mac. Yeah, it's not a Mac. We're gonna do it no matter what. And this was something actually that if you talk to the women's soccer players, same thing. You can't get that overconfidence and say, hey, we we've been there every year since whenever. No, yeah. we gotta, you know, <laughs> yeah, we actually got still got to go out there and perform. Yeah, it's not just a, it's not, it's not a right. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege, mm-hmm. and and that's where uh, trying to keep all those, all everybody's heads in the same place in the same headspace is 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 really really important um i just wanted to give a big shout out to karsten cletty for getting the goal um because karsten has been sort of an i don't want to say he's underappreciated but he's been sort of overshadowed in his career and he's played all over the pitch for you i mean you, you moved him around i don't know how many times mm-hmm. since he came in as a freshman I mean, you took him out of position his freshman year and then now he's back to his natural position which is what he played in high school yeah and you know now he's you know he's killing it on the uh, you know, on that right outside back position and it was really cool to see him get the game winner. That and was- this is where, and I'm glad you brought him up, Matt, because I think this is where character really matters. You know, so so again, you bring up Karsten, and uh, for three years he played in the midfield for us, um, and with some of the shuffling that, around that we had done, we brought Felipe in this year. Right. Yep. Uh, we brought Harry Ambler out of the out of the center back role, put him in the midfield. Um, a couple of our our sophomore guys with the work that they've been putting in. There just wasn't a lot of room in the midfield. And so I looked at it and said, okay, I know Karsten can help us, but is he gonna be is he gonna be able to fight through that depth and really provide a lot of value for us in the midfield, or would he be more serviceable in a in a center back role? 
and we started out the season, we were in a four-back, which means there's, there's right. two center backs. Yep. And so rather than three. And so originally it was really hard for him to get in. You know, he was right. playing second yep. fiddle to our two captains. You know, so you've right. got yeah. uh, a returning all-region player in Alex Hansen, academic All-American, and then you've got Will Mainstrom, who was out all last year with a with an ACL injury, but was our starting center back before that injury right. the yep. previous year, right? So you've got a, a battle to try to get over those two players, and we've taken you out of a starting role in the midfield, said you're going to switch positions, and by the way, you're not going to be a starter anymore, and in your senior year. Yeah. And I think for a lot of guys, that would have broken them. Yeah, right. You know, or yeah. at least shook them pretty hard. Yep. And he stayed so bought in to, to the program and to our process. Um, I had a number of conversations with him, and, and all of them were, were just very positive. You know, and it, the, the general line he gave me was, if it's best for the team and if that's where you see my best uh, ability to contribute, I'm in. Right, yeah. And so to be in that position as a senior um, where we've essentially just kind of yanked him out of playing time and out of a role he was comfortable in and all that, to stay that bought in, um, so man, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just really proud of him. And I'm, I'm very happy that – and then he got injured too. You know, So yeah. it's like yeah. – then he started – we switched to a three-back. He found a role in that three-back. He became one of our best defenders in the line. A lot of games you could say he was our best defender. Right. Yeah, And – then he gets injured, and uh, in the Bethany game, the second right. Bethany yep. game, um, and so then he's out for a couple of weeks, and so his first real return to action was in the playoffs, and then to have two monster defensive games in the playoffs and to score two goals as a center back in yeah. the playoffs, I'm just I'm really happy for him, um, yeah. and uh, it's a testament. Like I said, it's it's not just it's not just ability, it's not just uh, physicality or athleticism, it, it really is character. Um, and it's it's such a cool story because of that. The other guy I want to bring up because in that game um, he played, I felt like every position on the field at times was Joel Thomas. Joel Thomas played everywhere that game. He started yeah. out as a center forward. He came in for Nikolai Stoker in the you know in the center forward role to start the game. Then he's playing on the midfield on the wing. Then at times in the second half he was on the left back in the right back positions. I was like, you're moving Joel all over the place, and he play, he put that ball on a plate. Yeah, Carson at the back post. I mean, that corner kick was perfectly placed. Yeah. So I just you know, want to give him a to, shout out, too, because he had a heck of a game. Talking to Derek Lingholm after the game, uh, he mentioned that that's the first goal, uh, first corner kick goal that they had conceded all year. Um, and I told him, like, I mean, it's it's nothing against your guys. Like, they defended it very well. You could see right. why they hadn't conceded in 22 games a single corner kick goal. They, they defend very well. But you're right. I mean, it was a perfectly placed ball. And then Carson's header was just right a on towering. The yeah. Bullet. I mean, it, yeah, was, it was. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, there was no way Lumberg was gonna make the save on that one. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, you're right, Joel. Um, you know, so at the beginning of the year in the in the preseason, we kind of broke everybody up into into groups, into roles. Okay, and so we had we kind of given them different different names. You know, we had our uh, the playmakers, we had the game breakers. Okay, so a game breaker would be a guy like Josh Bellamy, like Freddie Watson. Um, you know, in the past, a guy like Blake Perry, right? That that'd be your game breaker. Playmaker would be a guy like Felipe, okay. uh, Mackey. You know right, where it's yeah. like they're going to. They may not get the assist, right? But every every goal is going to come back to like when they when they break play the, the ball, open, yep, right? Yeah, play the ball right. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and then you know we had uh, uh, another role that we had kind of titled uh, game managers. Okay. And it was really kind of like your your um, your role players or right. uh, you know kind of like your Swiss Army knife, your utility yeah. players. 
And Joel fits into that where it's kind of like there is uh, – he's got so many different abilities. Um, and there are times where I think it actually probably robs him of a starting position because we look at it as he's, he's certainly one of our best 11 players. But as the game settles in, we start to know a lot more what we need. And because he's got so many – like he can fit into so many different roles, there are times where we haven't started him because we want him to come in – once we know what the game is really calling for, and to be sort of that that takeover player, right. that super yeah. sub, if you will, um, and you know, again, this is where character really matters. It, it's hard to not be a starter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you when you feel like you're playing like a starter, and he has played like a starter all season, um, but again, he embraces his role because he knows that's where he can add the most value. Um, and he's actually he's one of three players this year that's played in all twenty, yeah. uh, all twenty two games. Um, which is pretty cool. He's, uh, you know, it, it was, I think actually that it threw them for a loop, I'm talking about Bethany Lutheran, when Joel started at forward. Because I think everybody thought, well, that's where Stoker starts. Because he was he started in that spot. Stoker came off the bench. But it was... Well, and part of the reason that we made that switch, because Stoker's been playing... He's been playing really well. Yep. So, especially second half of the year. Yeah. So the reason we made that switch, though, was in the Bethany game at their place, Joel came into the game as a forward. Uh, his pairing with Jay Kidd led to the the first goal uh okay. he then shifted out to the right he got the uh he got the second goal right um and i just thought his his pairing with with jake was was terrific in that game we felt like that's what it called for um he was really good against bethany too like, yep. on the championship game i mean he they he was giving him fits back there mm-hmm. you know throughout that first half and i thought you know they're gonna pop one and it's gonna be because of joel I watched the game the next morning, yeah. and that first sequence, about three and a half minutes in, where uh, Joel sprung Jake Kidd open, yeah. he gets in a one-on-one, yep. uh, credit to Lumberg for making the save. And then Joel um, had to look at the net, and I thought, okay. And then it pops out to Joel out yeah. right there, and he just you could see him, he's because the ball pulls him out wide. Yeah, he couldn't get around on it. to get his hips around to, to score would have been a tough ask, but he had a wide open net to yeah. do it, so... Yeah, I, mean, I knew right just, then because he was giving them fits throughout that half when he was absolutely. at the forward spot. Yep. I mean, they, they they didn't know how to handle him because mm-hmm. he's got that quickness. He's very, very, you know, Stoker's a bigger kid, uh, a little bit more rangy. Uh, more Joel's kind of low to the ground, and he's he's sort of he's similar to Freddie in, in certain ways because of that. Mm-hmm. Because he can handle the ball, he can come centrally. and But he played a whale of a game that day. I mean, I think I said it on the air. But. Is that a pun? <laughs> And he is well, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah he is. Yeah, he, that he was is. intentional, Matt. I give you a lot of credit. It was. All right, well, I'll take credit anyways. But uh, uh, yeah, he was. I, I thought the two best guys on the field for you that day, and there were a lot of guys that were good. Were Joel and Carson? I thought Carson was really good too. Not just after he scored the goal, he was just really solid. You know, even after the goal was scored, yeah. I mean, he just he did what he needed to do. He kept everybody in front. Um, you know, they didn't create a lot of opportunities, and I give a lot of that opportunity. You know, the, the I give a lot of credit for that to your back line. Um, especially going from a four back to a three back, that's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got to really know their assignments yeah. and and really follow it. And the other guy that I thought was was tremendous in the game and deserves more credit probably than he even got like stats wise or anything like that was was Harry. Okay, yeah. to get to get a card as early as he did in the first minute card, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Say, that was less than two minutes in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then to have to play on a card for the rest of the game um, and still be as aggressive as he was and and time everything as well as he did. Those are things that don't show up on the stat sheet. It won't even necessarily show up in as you watch the game and just. Uh, I think you watch the game and say, "Okay, he's one of your best players for sure." Yeah, yeah. But you, when you add that element of he had to play restrained because he was on an early card, 
I think it just really showcases how dialed in he was to that game. Yeah. Um, and and how big of a piece he has been for us this year. And that switch, you know, again, it's it's one of those where he's a natural center back. That's all he's right. played. Um, except we took him out of the center back for a couple games his freshman year. Um, but other than that, like that's that is what he's played. Um, so to come into the midfield and and really just buy into what we need him to do there has been it's been a huge piece for us this year. There was um, also a moment in the second half where Jake Kidd was going to – I thought he was on his way to scoring a highlight real goal because he weaved through about five other guys. He literally went zoop, 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 and, like, got all the way in, had a shot at a sharp angle, and Lumberg made the save on it. But I was like, if he scores that one, that's one that goes on one of the all-time highlight reels for UWS soccer. I mean, he literally – Jake went through about four or five guys. And I think you remember which play I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. he took it near midfield. He did, like, a, a Lionel Messi where he was just – slaloming through all of these guys. He comes in at a sharp angle, and he got a lot on the shot. But Lumberg made the save. But I, th- I said on the air, I think at the time, I said, if he scores that goal, that's that's a highlight real goal yeah. for sure. For sure on yeah. that one. Jake's had, had an awesome season. Yeah. You know, you always worry about that that sophomore slump. Um, he didn't really have it. No. No. Yeah, he didn't really have it. No. And I think we're just scratching the surface with him. Yeah. I mean, he had 10 last year. He has 13 this year. Um, and against Bethany, he could have had two. That first one that we talked mm-hmm. about, and then that one where he was slaloming through everybody and then got the shot away. Yeah. Well, I feel like early in the year, too, it was, every single match, you look at the box, he, he scored. Mm-hmm. He had yeah. a stretch where yeah, he was scoring it, every He time. was scoring every single mm-hmm. match. Yeah. Yep. And he kind of helped bridge the the post-Blake Peary era yeah. until it became a little, you know, until the, the game kind of rounded out a little bit. Well, yeah. and that was the question. Who's, where were the goals going to come right, from? Right, exactly. Yeah, that was a big know? question for everybody. Yeah, like who's going to score the goals? Well, yeah. Jake, Jake Kidd's going to score the yeah. goals. Mm-hmm. And a shout-out to Blake because, uh, you know, obviously I've, I haven't talked about him enough in the last five years, right? <laughs> right. Um, but a shout-out to him, you know, where the goals going to come from. I mean, you mentioned this to me. I didn't even realize it, that we had 20 different 20 goal different scores goal scorers this year. year. Yeah. Uh, so it, it took 20 of us <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> to make up, to make up for the all-time leading goal scorer yeah. in all Dragon history. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, like, it, it really has. It's, it's been a wealth share for, for yeah. the guys this year. Um, and I do think it's, you know, people have asked, do you think you're better this year than you were last year? And again, I mean, when you, when you lose a, a player like Blake Perry, it's really hard to say you're going to be better. Um, but I do think we've gotten better in a lot of positions. You know, so bringing Felipe in getting Will back healthy, uh, just our overall health. I mean, we were yeah. so banged up last year. Yeah. And this year I feel like we're a lot healthier going to the NCAA tournament. We've got, you know, little bumps and bruises, and, and there's there are things that we are managing, as everyone is at this point in the right. year. Yep. But it's a whole different scenario. I mean, I think, like, we must have kept Casper working overtime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the season. I mean, and it started in preseason with Will's right. ACL. It yeah. seemed like every game we lost somebody big from there on out. Um and this year, we've been a lot kinder to him. So. Yeah, well, it, it also showcases that depth. I mean, you and I have talked about the depth time and time and time again. I mean, this year, if you look at the scoring numbers, I mean, Jake had 13, Josh has got nine, then it's, you know, Phil's got seven. And then there's like four guys that have five. I think it's, you know, Stoker has five. And Phil didn't score for the first half of the season. Yeah, and yeah. Phil, yeah, Phil was scuffling there. No, at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy that, yeah. when you talk about character, you know, it's like, because he's, he's been a starter for a long time for us. Yeah. And he hasn't started many games this year because his production was, was waning early in the season. And he knew it like I hadn't lost trust in him or faith in him, but I also had to give guys, you know, who were scoring, I had to give them shots at, at uh starting minutes. Um and so that's especially for a forward, that can be such a blow to your ego. Um 
and to your confidence. And he has in the like the last third of the season just been on fire for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah. And it's not been like easy tap in goals. I mean, it's been awesome, awesome goals. His header yeah. the other night was was awesome. Yeah. Um, his his first goal in the Martin Luther game. If you go back and watch the video when we were at their place, I mean, it's a it's a first touch out of the air, and then it's a flick on the outside of his right foot that essentially goes over his shoulder and into the goal. And it's just like, yeah, it's one of those where it's nobody would have predicted he's doing right. that, yeah. and he pulled it off. Um, yeah, he's been just on well. A, and the thing about Phil is that his clip. his work rate is really high. Like, and that's been throughout his career. He's always been a guy that has come in and is not afraid to make those long, hard runs to the corner. And or it's, it's got to the be the, the military man in him. Yeah, you know, the, you know the I spent with the the Norwegian. Plus, and whenever star, he scores a big yep. goal and does a backflip, everybody loves it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Makes for great theater. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. 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 The, the highlight film, the photos, always yep. good. It's yep. so it's so funny too because I actually after he did the last backflip, I ran into him on a quick trip when I was on the way back, and I said, Phil. People want you to do more backflips. He's like, nah, that's got to be his first special moment. Like, I can't just do it every time. It just, you know, it's got to be for a big moment in the mm-hmm. game. Because I remember the first time he did it, I think it was your daughters that went crazy. And oh, we yeah. And trying to, like, <laughs> get him to do it for every goal he scored after right. that. And he was like, nah. Was like, yeah. Because, I mean, there was a couple times, I think it was his freshman, maybe sophomore year, he scored a goal. And the, the crowd was trying to get him to do the backflip, and he was like, he just kind of looked and he kind of like apologized a little bit, like, yeah. Oh like, no, he's he's teasing him. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the backflip is pretty cool. I, I I can't think of a better goal celebration that we've had in the men's side. No, like, yeah, than Phil's backflip. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty much up there. Yeah. But you're right. He's he's had a great second half of the year, and I was worried about him for a while because I was like, he's just he, you know, halfway through the year, I was like, he's snake bit. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not finding it right yeah. now, and I don't know if it's in his head or like you know and. Because Stoker had a bit of a stretch there, and then he he got off and started going. You know, Freddie's been consistent all year. Joel's been pretty consistent all year. Felipe, you know, he's got five. And then I was worried about Phil for a while, and then Phil really turned it on the last two weeks. Yeah. And he's become a bona fide now striker. And you can see his confidence is really high right yeah. now. Yep. And this is the time of year where you want guys to be firing all cylinders, right? Yep. And you want that, that depth to be there. I mean, I feel confident with really any of the guys that you mentioned. Uh, you know, we haven't obviously set a starting lineup for Saturday. Um, and I think it's a lot of it's going to come down to, to what goes on in training this week and to have those options and to have that kind of like good, healthy rivalry within your training environment is huge. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. The yeah. selection show was yesterday. So now yep. we, we know you're heading to the regional in Northfield and, you know, you'll be playing soon Olaf in that, that first round match. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, not completely unfamiliar with the Olies. You've played them over the years. Mm-hmm. So what's the, uh, what do you, what do you expect to see? Uh, a terrific team. Yeah. I mean, just uh, flat out, a, a very uh, terrific team. And I'm not going to, you know, talk at length about your alma mater here, Matt. Um, <laughs> yes, I do have connections to the same old program <laughs> from way back in the day. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll start out and I'll just say uh, Justin uh, Oliver, their their coach. Uh, it's his first year as a head coach. He's done a terrific job of taking over for Travis Wall, who was there. Um, and obviously, he's got a connection to the to the program. Um, and I'm, I know his guys are, are bought into what he's doing. Um, you know, I was texting back and forth with him a little bit yesterday. And I was just laughing. It's like, so he played at St. Thomas. That's what I was to say. Yeah, he played so against you guys. He and his twin brother, and Tyler, yeah. played at, at St. Thomas. So we, we knew them well from the NCAA tournament. We played them 
twice. Mm-hmm. Once uh, regular season, once in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah. And I was just laughing. I'm like, gosh, would I rather face you as a player again or as a coach? And I don't know which one is, is tougher. Because, <laughs> um, you know, he and I had talked throughout the season, uh, you know, about scouts on different teams and, and just kind of generally about how the season was going. And uh, it was very obvious to me he was ready to be a head coach. Um, they, like, I don't think they skipped a beat. Um, so I will say, first and foremost, St. Olaf will be extremely well coached. They will be extremely prepared for the game. Um, and uh, I think, you know, this is going to be a very tough test for us. Um, I will also say, at this point of the year, there's 64 teams in the tournament. There are no cupcakes, yeah. right? Yeah. This is – it's only tough teams left at this point. So um, to get to the goals that we've set out at the beginning of the year, we're going to have to go through really good teams to do it. Um, I do, you know, without trying to be overconfident or anything like that, uh, irregardless of the, of the game or the opponent – when I just think about our team, I feel very confident in our team. I think we are playing really well right now. I think our mentality is really sharp. Um, I think our training environment is is at an all-time high right now. Um, and so, you know, when I when I look at the NCAA tournament, I feel like we're going into it with a confidence that, you know, it really this is a, a brand new season for us and. I think we're ready to make a, a splash in that season. It's an interesting bracket when I looked at it. Uh, the four the fourteen pot is very. It's it's almost, it's almost, ridiculously regional in a way, just because there's three teams within two hours of each other, and then you've got Pacific Lutheran, who is the outlier that has to fly in. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you've got Carlton and St. Olaf in that same pod, and they're literally two miles apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's it's. It's it's kind of a bizarre four team field, isn't it? I mean, in a way, yeah. Just because and, it's and to so be honest, like... I don't know much about Paclu. Okay. Um, I do know Carlton is formidable this year as well. You know, and you look at the the teams that got out of the Mayak this year. Um, you know, between Saint Olaf and Carlton and Gustavus, uh, there is not a slouch in that group. Right. I mean, yeah. all of them have a wealth of tournament experience, um, and so within that pod, uh, again, to have us Saint Olaf. Carlton, and then you know, Pac Lewis got a number of uh, tournament right. appearances as well, and so there, there's a lot of experience going into that one, um, and I think whoever gets out of it could make a deep run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, gone. Because I, I, I know some some guys actually referred to it as the group of death to steal the the international term mm-hmm. when they saw that one come up. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally any one of the four schools in there could could come out of this. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there are some brackets you look at it and go, well, you know, they don't stand a chance out of coming out of there. But this right. one, yeah, this this one, yeah, this I one's mean, dressed up pretty good. Where anybody could go. I think a few people were a little bit surprised that that the committee put the four of you in the same spot. I, that was a little bit, you know, and just because. And I know that they do it, you know, geographically, and that makes sense. And you know, Pacific Lutheran, like I said, being the outlier, they're going to fly in. But you know, I mean, you've literally got, like I said, three teams within. If you add up the mileage, within 100, you know, 50 miles of each other. It's yeah, kind of like, <laughs> yeah, but I will, I will say, though, too, um, I mean, obviously, uh, St. Olaf and Carlton know each other well. Yep. I mean, they're crosstown rivals and, and obviously Mayak opponents and, and all that. Right. Yep. But outside of that, nobody has seen each other. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So in terms of a pod and, and the way that he's designed it, and then you got to think there's also 15 other pods that they're trying to put together. Right. Yeah. I, I think we always look at it and say, well, why would you stack us with them and, and this? It's like because there is a, 
another 60 teams that they are shuffling around. It's not an right? easy job to put that out. No, no. It's mm-hmm. trying to decide how they're going to do I've this. I've been on the if national on the committee. committee yeah. 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 yeah, Have you been on a committee, John? No, I've, no, I've okay. sat in on a couple of yeah of calls with the uh, you know the the committees and everything. But that selection Sunday is it is an all day deal. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, and, Pack and, and lunch. then yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's. I've You're been, going from from the morning to the night to get that thing put together. I've been on yeah. as late as like eleven o'clock at night. You know, on before that, anything that was finalized. Yeah. And then it's not finalized. Then you then you get up the next Monday morning after you've had a, a chance to sleep on it, and everybody looks at it again and says, "Okay, is there any objections? Did we do we miss yeah. anything here? You know, and, and there have been years where there have been things missed where it's like, oh, you know what? Those two two teams played each other last year, or uh, you know, in the tournament last year, which they try to avoid. Right. Um, you know, or those two teams uh, are conference opponents. Uh, they don't want, you know, they don't want to set uh, conference opponents against each other in the first round. At some point, right. you're probably playing you're, a conference right. opponent if you go deep enough, right? Yeah, right. Um, but they, they want to avoid it, obviously, in the first round. And so there's just things like that that right. you, you yeah. take a look at again. So it is uh, a lot of moving parts. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And the paperwork and the, and the amount of information has got to be just crazy. Well, and then you start making travel arrangements. And, right, yeah. It's you just, know, within seconds of the show being done, the communicators are, right, you know, yeah, okay, I need yeah. this, 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 and this. The whole sensitizations are asking, yeah. I need it by noon tomorrow. And yeah, yeah. Also, the email It's a production. Flying. It is. It is. Yeah, you the know, national it, tournament is, is quite the, the spectacle, I think. If, if people who don't know how much goes into it, right, especially for the host institution, regardless of who's hosting, mm-hmm. you know, those 16 pods. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. you know, now, now. Well, then the other just... thing you have to think about too is like these institutions, it's not like that's the only thing going on on campus that right. weekend. Right. Right. Yeah. They're hosting other games. They may be hosting other tournaments. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, they may have, have teams in other sports that are, are gearing up for playoff runs and that kind of stuff. And so it's not like it just happens in a silo. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a production it. that happens amongst kind of the madness that goes on in the athletic department, anyways. Right. I right. mean, yeah. think about it, if we were hosting, if we were hosting this weekend, we also have a basketball tournament. Yeah. You know, you've got home hockey games. I mean, there's yeah, there's so much happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much happening. Yeah, you almost have to hire out some temporary staff just to get it all done. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, but that's where you you think you have to go. Well, and again, so this is another thing that you know that goes into the decisions when they when they pick host sites is trying to to not have men's and women's hosting at the same site right in the same year. Okay. Um, and there have been years where they've had to do it just because uh, not everybody wants to host. For that reason, because it's a it's a huge undertaking, right? Right. Um, yeah. And I'm sure everybody would love to, but I think I give a lot of credit to institutions if they really feel like they are understaffed or resourced, don't host. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. This is something that that you know these four teams that are going to come in that weekend, um, those players have worked for all year, right? Um, some of them their entire career to get to that point, and the NCAA tournament I think is a really special deal, and if the host institution doesn't get it right, it makes it, it makes it less special. Yeah, um, we've been really fortunate. Uh, a lot of the places that we've gone have just done a, a first class job. Um, you know, our, our guys have left feeling like it was really worth it to make it to that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. To just have that that NCAA tournament experience. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine a year from now when you have your own facility on campus, it wouldn't shock me if we. We start putting in trying to it. make some inroads and in, in, in mm-hmm. putting those those bids together to try and host. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, is that something you'd, you'd like, or do you like the idea of being able to go? I would love to host. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, and if you look at it, um, and I don't know what the stats actually are. I would have to look this up uh, and get back to you. But 
Um, I'll just say it, the tournament scenario heavily favors teams who are hosting. You know, and so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, um, is it causal or, or correlational, right? Um, part of the reason that, that teams that are hosting go deep into the tournament is because a lot of times the best teams, the highest ranked teams, are the ones who are hosting, sure. right? But I will say, I think sleeping in your own bed, not having to worry about travel, you know, so if, if we were hosting this weekend, I would be giving a lot of work to you, to Nick, to Lynn, right? mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, and to the whole rest of the staff that's going right. to chip in and, and help us do this thing. Um, and they're taking care of basically everybody else. And I'll say, I'm going to take care of my own team. Right. But I don't have to set up buses. I don't have to set up hotels. I don't have to set up dinners and all that kind of stuff. Um, where when you're on the road, that's that's really a lot of this week is I'm trying to set up all that stuff. Right. Um, rather than just, I would love to be in a position where I could just focus on really taking care of the, the team, uh, getting them prepped, uh, scouting other teams, and just really feeling like we're going into that that first weekend f- completely from a game prep scenario, you know, the only priority on our plate this year. And that's just not how it is when you travel. Yeah, it's funny for St. Olaf, though, because they have an, an added advantage now because Carlton doesn't have to travel either. Right. So <laughs> they're literally hosting you guys in Pac Lou. That's basically, like, who they're hosting because mm-hmm. Carlton isn't going to go anywhere either. They're just going to handle like they would normally handle yeah. anything else. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what having two two campuses within two miles of each other does for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting look at the, at the pod just as far as logistics and stuff like that with this pod. Yeah. So I'm looking yeah, forward to seeing it. It's not it. uncommon. Yeah. I mean, uh, when we went down to St. Thomas our second year, uh, Augsburg, Augsburg was, was there one yeah, as well, Augsburg, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then there are questions of, of, you know, do you, do you treat this like we are traveling? You know, I've, I've right. heard of teams that have still, you know, booked hotel rooms. Um, I've heard that too. And, yeah. uh, I'm sure it happens at, at higher levels a lot more, uh, where right. you just have a, a bigger budget. Um, but I have heard of teams at the division three level that have, that have booked hotel rooms, even if they're, you know, 30 minutes away or, or right in town. Hmm. Um, right. interesting. Just yeah. to keep the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, in some ways it probably makes sense. Like, uh, you've you've got a lot more control over uh, just kind of the rest of the noise when you've got your team in a in a hotel setting. Sure, um, you feel a little bit more isolated just with your team. Um, that said, a a good night's sleep in your own bed, I think probably worth trumps a lot. anything else. Yeah. Now, if I was to rewind back to 18, 19, 20 years old, sleeping in a dorm bed, I don't know if that I'll carries the, the hotel. same weight. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yep. I'll take the Hilton over right. over the dorm bed any day. Yeah. 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 Right. right. Yeah. How much do you bring up last year? And how much do you remind guys of just that experience and that feeling? Or don't you? We've talked about it a few times throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've talked about it at all this week. Um, you know, I think that there are things that strictly from a tactical sense we learned from last year that we will bring in. Uh, I do think that every year you gain more experience in the NCAA tournament. You start to think about different things. I mean, just how you set your roster. You get 24, you know, so throughout the entire regular season, you have an unlimited roster. Uh, In the tournament, you're limited to 24 players. So how you tactically work that 24-man roster. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so there, there are different considerations now than when we first went a few years back. Sure. Um, uh, other things like, um, you know, penalty kick shootout scenarios. You know, one of the things that, that I've pointed out is that um, we have never been in an NCAA tournament uh, where 
both teams have finished with 11 players for for our entire stretch in the tournament. So meaning at least one team has gotten a red card uh, every year that we've been in the tournament in, in one of the games. Oh, wow. And so you think about that, you know. Um, Interesting. It, it really pushes you to start to think about, uh, you know, are we are we prepped for up a man, 11, down a man scenario? Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so having that experience and really, you know, kind of just thinking about those things, um, you know, I, I think is, is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so specifically to, to just last year, you know, I mean, could we use it as a little bit of motivation of, you know, yeah, we were that close last year and, and we felt like it got taken from us or uh, we dropped it, however you want to put it. Um, I guess, to be honest, I don't know that we need any more motivation at this point. If you're not motivated and you're in the in right. NCAA tournament, yeah, don't go. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 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 So, I think you're not being motivated to play in the NCAAs. I don't, I never have understood that one. Like, that, I, I, just, I don't understand. I don't know anybody that's not motivated. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that they're, you know, a lot of it gets to like the sports psych piece of it, you know, so it's your response when you get into situations where, and John, I mean, as a player, if you rewind back to your playing days, you played in how many NCAA tournaments? Three. Three. Three right? final fours. And yeah. so, you know, when you're in a scenario where if we win, our season continues. If we lose, it's over. Yep. You yep. know, and this team won't be the same next year. For some of the guys, they don't come back next year. I mean, it, it is really being on the razor's edge. And, you know, so anytime there's that adversity, that right. heavy adversity, there's, you know, it's the, the fight or flight response. Um but, you know, if we had Barker in here, he would talk a lot about the other two that you, you can <laughs> right, respond, right? right so yeah. it's fight or flight uh, or it's freeze or it's submit, you know. And so I don't think teams show up without motivation. I think they show up and, and they hit that adversity right. and they they go into one of those modes of thinking. Either I'm going to flee it and, you know, like not that they're going to run away from the field, right, but they're – you know, it's almost like you see them just get very chaotic, right? Not have answers, kind of run around, you know, uh, like headless a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the fight response is the one you want that you kind of stand up to the adversity and kind of attack it and push back at it, right? Um, the freeze would be just like, and you've seen players, I've seen us uh, in past, right. I can think of one scenario in particular where there was a freeze moment where it was just like everybody was wide eyed, everybody looked at everybody else for answers. Nobody had them, including myself. We don't want that response, right? You right. Know? Yeah. Or it's the submission uh, response where you uh, essentially you start to um, negotiate with yourself, and you just right. say, yeah. "You know what? We had a really good run. We can we can walk out of here with our heads held high. Let's just get through the next however many minutes, get on the bus, go home, and say we had a great season." And those responses you have to battle against. So I don't think it's ever a matter of right. lack of motivation. Yeah. I think it's lack of preparation mentally to deal with those adverse situations. I'd say that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I, I, we talked about in the in the off season a bit, especially with my senior group when we did leadership uh, in the spring. Um, we talked about the NCAA tournament the the prior year, and as I reflected on it a lot. So for those listening in that that didn't watch the game or don't know what happened. Uh, great game. Table on that. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, in the snow uh, down at North Central, they ranked number ten in the country. Uh, Coach Enzo there is a mentor of mine. He was at Platteville for a number of years when we were in the same. Con- Terrific dude, amazing coach. Um, they were undefeated on the season. Uh, we get down there; it's snowing on us, like which was like heaven for our guys. I mean, they're out doing snow angels in the pregame, and like we just we embraced it. 
Um, the game is is tied 1-1. Um, they get a red card in the second half. Again, NCAA tournament, red cards happen. Um, so we're up 11 v 10. We score with four minutes left in the game. Um, and so we go up two to one. Uh, and then we concede with like two minutes left in the game. And I, my timeline's a little foggy still. Um, we get a corner kick. So now it's, it's two, two. And I, th- and I look at our bench and I'm like, and I look at our field and, and again, injuries were such a problem for us last year. I thought we need to try to win this in, in regulation if we can. Right. So because they had 10 men, they brought everybody back on their corner kick, which usually you leave somebody high. Yep. But because you have 10, you don't have anybody left to leave high. So I see that. I say, let's send an extra man forward then. So we didn't leave anybody back. Uh, we left one sort of half back. The corner kick comes out. Uh, our guy, and I won't use names, but our guy goes out to, to meet it, doesn't get there. They break out in a counter. We have one guy back who actually goes to make a play on the ball. He gets fouled. It's not called. They go down. They score um, the go-ahead goal with a minute left, yeah, 70 was... seconds, 90 seconds left, uh, maybe less. I don't remember. Again, the timeline's foggy uh, to make it 3-2. So with four minutes left in the game, we feel like we've done enough to win 2-1, to one, and we're going on to tomorrow. And within the next four minutes, we lost. Yeah. So as I reflect back on that whole occurrence, there's a lot of things I would have done differently. Um and none of it's on the players. It's it's 100% on the on the staff. I think there's, there's things that I could have done differently. I think there's things that just – things happen in the NCAA tournament. Luck happens, yep. right? Yep. yep. Um, and as I reflect more and more on it, I think where I really get back to is I do feel like if the game went on 15 minutes more, I honestly think we'd go back and win the game. I think we just – I think we were mentally grounded enough to deal with that adversity – with less than 60 seconds, we just couldn't, you just we just didn't have the time to make it right. Yep, yep. You know, not to, you know, use the cliche uh, Lombardi term, but, you know, that whole thing of we didn't lose, we just ran out of time. Right, I know it's yeah. cliche to say. I really felt like with the team that we had and with the mental fortitude that we had last year, we'd probably come back and win the game. Sure. And yeah. and that's probably unfair, you know, so if Enzo was listening to us, like he's probably <laughs> saying, no way, Mooney, we had you, you know, we had you. <laughs> had right, rewind, yeah. out, right, exactly. Um Knowing my guys, that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. 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 I, in all seriousness, I, I did open with the, you know, the, the yawn and yeah, been here before. But it is a really big deal. It is difficult to do. And uh, all the best. Yeah. You know, Thank as, you, yeah. as you go into tournament number six. Yeah, right. I appreciate yep. it. Yep. Final thoughts? Um, no, I just, you know, it's gotten to the point now where I have the luxury of being able to sit back and set expectations of my own for both the men and the women. And it has gotten to a point where I've gotten a little lax and just said, yeah, they're going to go to the NCAAs again. It's a it's a failing of having done it so many times now that I just kind of expect it. Yep. Um, uh, it's not fair to your guys. It's not fair to you. But that's just you know a reflection, though, of the success you guys have had. So Can we chime in on the women's team real quick? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think they are poised. I really do. And I know lacrosse is a, a really tough matchup. They're a really good team, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason Murphy there is a, is a friend. Um, and they are, I mean – they are terrific. They're really good. Yeah. Um, I look at sort of Allison's team, uh, sort of a trajectory. Yeah. And compared to our own, and I felt like it was year three where we really felt like we are going into this thing uh, with expectations to do something. Yeah. To do something. It's, yeah. it, we're no longer just you know happy to be there, and and I, I really right. feel like year one 
you're just happy to be there. Year two, you go in with the, those expectations, but you make a lot of mistakes. Right. Um, yeah. At least I did, and right, and that's yeah. you know, uh, you know, I guess I it's not it's not a shot at all at Allison. No, I, you no. Know, I'd love to hear what she thinks. You know, every, about I it. think every team does that. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it's like year three. It's like okay, the expectation is there now that we're gonna go do something. The the preparation is there. We've learned from from last right. year. Really. Right. Showing up with right. the mindset, we're going to do it, mm-hmm. making those mistakes, learning from it, and not just as a staff, but like yeah. you look at that squad. The non-conference games they lost this year, I was really they were super close to winning them. Mm-hmm. Game against McAllister, game against Stout. Um, you know those games were right there. The two to one loss uh, against uh, Gustavus down at River Falls. Yeah, the, 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 tr- like, the tie with River Falls. I mean, the, you yep. know the win over Scholastica. You know, they just in, – in the non-conference, I thought they were really good, and they got kind of the, the short end of the stick a couple times on things that just sort of so if you know, you play look here at, or like, play there. If you look at the ability of her squad, uh, I mean, it's it's there. Yeah. You look at the leadership in her squad, it's there. Right. Yep. And then you look at the experience in that squad, I mean, yeah. there's no better time to make a run than right no. now. And mm-hmm. so I really think that they are going to go down to lacrosse, and I think it's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. They were um, – I'm excited to see how they do. Yeah, I, in their in their game, and we'll touch on this quickly before we let you go. In their game, they I I was actually more worried about their game going into that game because Northwestern had played really well going into that game. They had won seven in a row. Yeah, I wasn't worried about them at all. And and then they came out, and then within the first five minutes, though, when I saw how the bench was reacting and how they were reacting every play, I was like, they got this. They're they're in good shape. Yeah, because Northwestern's bench was very like sedate, and our bench was going crazy for everything. And I'm like, they're ready to go. They're, they're, there's not going to be I, like I agree in terms of Northwestern in terms of how good they are. Yeah. Um, the job that Josh has done, and then I mean, look at their players. You've got the returning, right. you know, player of the year, right? Yeah, Haley Mersberger. Yep. We had almost thirty goals this year. Terrific. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was not worried about our women's team though. Okay. At all. I just, I was, I was more worried about our game. Uh, obviously, I, you know, right. Yeah. More riding on on our game to be worried about, but like, I just, I knew. As soon as the the semifinal ended, I'm like, Allison and her team are going to the the nationals again. Yeah, they're like, gonna they're gonna be ready to go. Was not worried about them at all. No, they were, they they were quietly confident going in. Um, but with, within the first probably 20 minutes when they were starting to tilt the field, that's when I was like, okay, they're they're ready to go today. Like, there's not gonna be a drop off. Like, we're not gonna see a repeat of almost you know losing the crown. You know they're they're going to be ready to go, mm-hmm. and yeah, well, we, can, and we watched the game down at, at Northwestern, you know, because okay. we were there right, yeah, obviously, yeah. and we got there right. early on to watch the the bulk of that game, and I just felt like everything that could go wrong for us did, right? Yeah, um, and it's just like you're not you're not going to keep Nia Wilson, right? And Maya Holmquist and Allison Alessi and Lindry, and like yeah. just go down the list, like yeah, you will not keep that squad. Off the score sheet twice in a row. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah, you can't. You, too you'll much do it for ninety there. minutes. Yeah, you can't do it for one hundred and eighty. No, no. There, there. There's too much firepower there for sure, for sure. Especially with Maya and I up top. I mean, you know, they well, can find Cam. That. I mean, like again, you talk yeah, about and Cameron Hill and yeah, like yeah. think about that squad and the depth that they've got. Like it just they had fifteen different goal scorers this year. So you had you, twenty. They had fifteen. That's as crazy. much fun yeah. as I love watching our guys play. Like I love watching that squad play. Yeah. Well, they're really good in possession, and it's fun to watch. It's and a really good brand of soccer. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I know you've enjoyed watching them almost as much as watching your guys for like the last few years that you and I have talked about. It's like I look forward to watch, seeing the women play. <laughs> I I, wa- I enjoy watching Allison coach. Right. Uh, and I'll just say like I think she is. She's a way better. Like if you're gonna watch like one team in terms of how they're coached, like watch her team. Yeah. 
well and above our team. Yeah. Well, tactically, they're very, like, sound. I mean, there's – I've said this before. I think Allison, this is no offense to anybody else in our hallway, she is the best coach in our department, and it's been that way for a long time. That third goal that night, the third goal against Northwestern, they strung together like 12 passes on that sequence. I was like, it was like boom, 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 in and out, and then they, they crossed it in, and Maya just like like flicked it over to Naya, and then she scored it. And it was like, I mean, they had Northwestern just running side to side. Like they were just running, and finally they just ran out of gas because yeah. they were just chasing the that entire sequence. And I was like, that was a thing of beauty. And I told Allison that after the game, and she was like, oh, really? I don't recall that. Like, <laughs> yeah. so you go, go back and watch it like, again. oh, this is just what we do, yeah. right? Yeah, like that, exactly. that is what they do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is it is a fun, fun brand to watch. Yeah. I mean, so. it was literally in and out, in and out, like moving side to side, and then finally they got the ball up front, you know, pass it in the middle, pass it back, then back to the middle again, then to the wing, then across the end, and then it was a flick and then a goal. <laughs> like it was just – it was like bing, 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 bing. And I was like, wow, that yeah. that's – that's impressive stuff when you can do that. That's not not very many teams in college can do that, where you're going to string together 10, 12 passes and it ends up in the back of the net. It's like wow, mm-hmm. that was really impressive, and that was a backbreaker. You could see Northwestern just go, like really, this is how this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is how it's going to. Yeah. This is how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. So thanks anyway. for coming. Yep. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Anyway, yeah. Well, best of luck, Coach. I, uh, I've 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 enjoyed it for years and years, and you know that um, watching. Both teams, your team especially, uh, you know, and, and the women uh, now, you know, being there with the men. It's been a treat. You know, it makes my birthday weekend a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hopefully we can give you a good birthday present. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. A late one. Yeah, a late one. A bladed one. A bladed one, yep. yeah. a bladed one. Yep. So thanks, Coach yep. Mooney, for stopping by, and uh, best of luck. We'll, be, we'll all be keeping an eye on you this weekend for sure. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, for, co- fun. for Coach Mooney, for the Big Sound, Matt Johnson, I'm John Garber, and thank you for tuning in to I Have the Swarm. 